Welcome to Healing House with Dr. Eileen. Dr. Eileen is an international healer, speaker, teacher, and published author of her latest book, Frequencies. Share the next half hour with us as we journey to find balance of body, mind, and spirit in an unbalanced world. We then invite you to call in or log into our chat and share your thoughts and insights. And now your host, Dr. Eileen. Well, happy Thursday, everyone. This is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. And as usual, for all of those who are in the L.A. area, your call-in number is 424-258-9337. And for everyone else, including all of those right here in the absolutely beautiful, wait, is that a hint of fall I'm catching, San Francisco Bay Area, the toll-free number is 877-697-9725. Producer Kina is has got the chat room open, so if you'd like to log in there and listen in, I will be logging in after the show if there's any questions or comments. And otherwise, if you have a question, you can just type it in and she will make sure it gets to me. So today, well, this episode and the next one are going to be tremendously special. We're calling this one Every New Beginning. And that comes from a song called Closing Time in which it says, every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. Now, the only constant in life really is change. And as we move through our lives, we reach points where, you know, we see a clear beginning and a clear ending of something. And while we can't control when these times come, what we can do is we can learn to manage the change with grace and balanced energy. And change is a very big issue, you know, especially for me right now. And and by the end of this episode, you'll understand why. So it is almost five years, two weeks from today, will be five years that I've been doing this radio show. And it has really been exciting. It's been very cool. And it has been just, you know, just really a pleasure. I've, I've learned huge amounts about myself. I've learned some about some of you and, you know, those of you who have called in and contacted me by email and, you know, who we've, I've had a chance to talk with and chat with. And, um, you know, it's just really so great to get to know you guys. And when I started this, I really wasn't sure what to expect. And it was a, a wonderful, amazing beginning to what became something that not only did I enjoy, but it helped me to be able to become more confident in being able to talk with people and being able to interact. And that was neat. I think I liked the fact that I didn't have any real expectations. I didn't really know what to expect. And when change comes into our lives, especially change that we're not expecting, there can be some fear about it. There can be some hesitation. There can be, wow, how is this going to affect what I do and how I do it? How is it going to affect my walk in life? Am I going to be able to be happy? Is this change something that is going to really help me move forward? Or is it something that I'm going to have to overcome? 
And so change can be scary. Even good change is stressful. And that's something that's really important to remember, that even if a change is something that maybe you've always dreamed of, it can also carry that scary piece to it. It can also be unsettling because then it's, well, now what? And when changes bring stuff that are really, really hard, when changes, you know, basically can be everything from disruptive to pretty much taking apart the world that we knew, leaving us to put together a new one, that can be really overwhelming. And the important thing is that you realize you don't have to face change alone, that there is support. There are people who, to some degree, have been through, if not that change, a similar one, and connecting with them helps. Realizing you're a part of community, realizing that support is only a phone call away or an email or a text message. When we invite the support to help us through change, that makes it a whole lot easier to deal with. Often we'll set up a story about an outcome that we would like to happen. You know, maybe you get a great job and you start thinking about, wow, five years down the line I'm going to be doing this and ten years down the line I'm going to be doing that and then I'm going to work my way up through management and then all these wonderful things are going to come in and and I'm going to have all this abundance. And then a month later, the company folds or suddenly the position isn't available anymore or, you know, a lot of things can happen. And suddenly the story that we put together isn't the story that we end up with. And that can be really disappointing when we think about the fact that you know, we planned it and, and we put everything in and we put our energy in and we made our vision board and we did all our stuff that we needed to do and burnt sage and said prayers and made affirmations. And then the universe decides, sorry, um, it's not going to work out quite that way. But what follows that, if we listen really carefully, is, but I've got something so much better in mind for you. I know you're disappointed. And I've still got something cool that I'm going to bring to you. When I was young, my mother taught me that prayers are answered in three ways. And and I've I've shared this before, but it, it bears repeating. The first way is no, because I know you believe you want that, but it's really not what's best for you. And I've got something so much better in mind. The second way that prayers are answered is Yes, but not right now, not yet, because there's still something for you to learn from the situation you're in before you get this, because then what you achieve will be so much more solid within you. But I'm afraid you're going to have to do without it for just a bit, but you will get it. The third way that prayers are answered is, I thought you'd never ask. And grew to be a firm believer in that. I grew to be a firm believer in if I don't get what it is that even though I desperately want it right in that moment, and I swear that that's the only thing I will ever ask for. And, and you know, what is it often children? It's like, if you give me this, I'll never ask for anything again, ever. And we know that's not true. 
and still it's that no this is what i want this is this is it you know i i will be totally happy if i get this job or if this person decides that they want to be in a relationship with me or if i can move to this particular place if i can move to this other place i know everything is going to be okay and sometimes it is and sometimes it's no i know you want it and this isn't what's best for you. This isn't the really right thing for you. And it comes into that place of trust. Can we trust that the universe is going to ultimately get us where we need to be and that we will be able to do the things we want to do? And in those moments when it seems like every door is slamming shut and every light is a red light and... You just don't know what to do. It's overwhelming. And it's hard to trust. It's hard to be patient. It's hard to accept, okay, it, it's going to be hard today and maybe tomorrow, but keep, you hang in there and it's going to be okay. Change is difficult. And when we look at what it is that we want to bring into our lives, and when we don't get things to line up exactly the way we want, it's the story that we've attached to it. It may not be that person that you wanted that relationship with and the relationship didn't work and, and it's devastating. It's not so much the person, it's the story we attach to them. And maybe it was the happily ever after. Maybe it was, you know, buddies for life. Maybe it was a teacher that you thought would always be there and they said, nope, time for you to go off on your own now. And you feel that sense of loss. You feel that shift that, what do I do now? And maybe you cry and maybe you go have a hot fudge Sunday. Maybe you sit down and, you know, talk with other people about how horrible and unfair and cruel life can be. And once you're done with that, you realize that none of those things changed the situation that you're in. And then you start to think, okay, now I've got this situation. What do I do with it? Because I got to make it out the other side somehow. So how do I manage this? And believe that you do have the ability to manage it. That when you're ready to just kind of surrender and go, okay, I've thrown my tantrum, I've thrown my pity party, which I am so in favor of scheduled pity parties. I think that everybody who is going through a difficult time needs to schedule like at least an hour a week. Or maybe if, if it's at the beginning, you know, it's like an hour a day. If you're really going through something hard, Say, you know what, I'm going to dedicate one full hour to feeling sorry for myself. I don't have to be reasonable. I don't have to be fair. I don't have to be enlightened. I don't have to, you know, be compassionate. I can feel sorry for me. I can say how unfair it is, how unfair the world is, and, you know, they, they should all get a, a, a good case of poison oak and, and, and just, you know, be upset. Because that's okay. When you allow yourself to do that, and, and, and I have put this into practice, 
When you do that, one, you're able to manage the rest of the time because when you start to feel that that overwhelming sense, you go, oh, wait a minute, I've got time scheduled for this, so that's okay. I don't need to do that now because I've got my time scheduled. And then you go into your hour and you rant and you stomp and you, you know, do whatever it is and then yell at the corners and, you know, maybe even have a friend who agrees to just sit there, not say anything, just listen to you and go, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. And what happens is after a while, suddenly it's like, oh, wow, I've got that personal rant. I've got my pity party scheduled, but I've really got a great movie that I want to go see. Okay, I'll I'll reschedule the pity party. I'll do it later. Suddenly it's not a priority. And suddenly while you're doing it, an hour seems way too long. And you sit there and go, okay, I've, I've felt sorry for myself. I've pitied myself. Oh, God, how much more? I think I've got another 20 minutes. Oh, God. And then it's like, well, maybe I'll skip tomorrow entirely. Then maybe I'll skip the next day. And then after a while, you notice you don't need it anymore at all because you let it out. When you resist a natural human reaction, whether it's to grieve or whether it's to rant or whether it's to feel sorry for yourself, when we try to suppress it and pretend like it doesn't exist or that through sheer will we can override human instinct, that's when it gets the better of you. That's when you go into a downward spiral that is really hard to get out of. Own what you feel. Feel what you feel. And if what you feel is upset that the world isn't the way that you should have it and that you've worked really hard and you deserve to have a very cool world that you exist in and it doesn't happen, it doesn't feel fair. And you can say, this isn't fair. It's not right. I'm owed one. You know, I, I've, I've worked hard. I've done all this. And it shouldn't be like this. Okay. That's what you feel. And you have every right to feel it because it's natural. It's normal to be disappointed. It's normal to be upset. Those are, one of the, those are some of the gifts of being human is that we get to release energy And then it changes. If we try to block it up and bottle it up, all we do is hurt ourselves. If we let it out and let it go, after a while, it's like, okay, I was able to let that go. Now I've got my situation. Now I've got to figure out what I'm going to do. Hmm. All right. What resources do I have? Because once you get all of the hurt out of the way, Then you can start thinking, okay, what are the resources I've got? What is it that I can do? What is it? How is it that I can manage this? Because one way or another, I've got to manage it. So what is it that I can count on? And that's when the creativity starts kicking up. That's when, you know, we go into solution mode because we've gotten rid of the energy of what we're suppressing. And it is amazing how quickly this process can happen. It's amazing how once we realize that it's okay for us to feel the way we feel, we let it out, we release it to the universe, and then it's not churning around inside of us. I mean, and yeah, you could still feel grief. You could still, you know, wow, you know, this is really sad or this is really difficult. Yeah, but you're going to do it anyway. 
Because out of your whole life, can you think of any time that it was worse than this? And you survived it then, that means that you can survive this, whatever it is. And like I said, even a good change can create stress. Even something that you have always wanted, you know, you ask somebody to marry you and they say yes. And it's like, yay, you know, wow, you know, I got my fondest wish and this person is going to marry me and we're going to live happily ever after. And then there's a whole lot of stuff to manage. Anybody who has ever planned a wedding, it's stressful. And the idea that it's like, oh, I don't want to pick this. I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to, you know, and then you start kind of getting into aggravation with each other. And it wasn't the way you thought it was going to be. Or after after the wedding and, you know, you settle into life together and then you start having those arguments and you think, you know, this isn't the way it was supposed to be. I was supposed to get happily ever after and, you know, and now money troubles are coming in and, and you know, this person and we're arguing and, yeah, it happens. And then you realize that if you take away this one upsetting thing and you still want to be with that person, you're doing all right. Everybody gets aggravated. Everybody loses their temper. It's what we decide to do with it. And that is a part of change. That is a part of growth. Growth is our nature. None of us are the person we were 10 years ago or five years ago or a year ago or even necessarily a month ago. New experiences come into our lives and we grow and we shift and we change and we learn. And yes, sometimes people seem to want to just, you know, it's like, well, this is how this person always is. It's like, oh, they're always like that. Nobody is always like anything. We all have the capacity to learn. We all have the capacity to grow. Who we were 10 years ago and who we are now could be two totally different people. And that's okay. That's an amazing thing. That's how it's supposed to work. And, you know, when people have known us for a long time, maybe they expect us to be that person. Maybe they're uncomfortable with change. Maybe they would prefer you the way you used because then you were predictable and they knew how to trigger you and all of that stuff. And when you change and go, you know what? I am not playing that game anymore. I don't have to be angry if I don't choose to be angry. I mean, if I feel like being angry, be angry. But if you don't, and somebody is like, you know, it's like, well, no, you know, you need to feel this way. Why? Well, because that's how you always react. Not anymore. You know, get used to it especially if it's a change that you've worked really, really hard. A lot of times, especially when we want to grow, there's some work there. And it's not always pretty. And it's not always easy. And it's not always easy on those around us. And yet, when we do, when we change, when we grow into who it is that we really want to be, after a while, people around you start noticing the difference. They start saying, hey, you know, you're looking really good. How, you know, are, are you working out more? And you just smile and say, no, I'm just happy. And, you know, maybe 
somebody who antagonizes you and expects you to respond and you go, wow, okay, well, you know what? We're just going to have to agree to disagree. But I respect your opinion and um, I just don't share it. So, you know, sorry. And they go, wait a minute, that's not how, how you respond. It is now. And it's not always easy. And sometimes some people just work that nerve and there's that part of you that wants to go back into it. It's like, you know, there was, ooh, and there, you know, and, and that old self still is, you know, hovering around your counsel. You know, I talk about that counsel in the head. And, you know, love is there and anger is there and, and, you know, trust is there and your highest self and your lowest self. And when you make a fundamental change, it, yeah, you know, that, that old self is still roaming around. That old self is still like, you know, aren't I needed here? Aren't I, aren't I important? You know, you, you can't manage this without me. You know, I'm, I'm reaction. I, I'm knee-jerk reaction. I'm, well, they hurt me, so I'm going to hurt them. And then after a while, as the president of the council, you could say, you know what? reaction, you know, we really appreciate that, you know, you were there for us, and we really appreciate that you want us to be safe. And we've sort of got a new company policy going, and we're going we're gonna to be going with this. I mean, we, we do appreciate you, and if you want to hang around, we understand why you feel you have to hang around, but honestly, we really don't need your services anymore. So um, it's okay for you to retire. We'll give you a nice retirement package and, you know, a nice little condo by the Bahamas. And, you know, you can, you can take it easy because we know you were just trying to keep us safe and we're going to be. And we don't have to be the person we used to be. But we do appreciate you. So, you know, here's your gold watch and, you know, good luck in your retirement. And, yes, that part of yourself still wants to roam around and, you know, well, you know, you, you may still need me. You may still need me to react. No, because now we choose. And it's okay. All of those parts, even our anger, even our fear, and, and change can really inspire fear and anger, especially if it's one we didn't choose. And yet, they only have one vote on your council. They each only have one vote, and you don't have to go with what they want. Say, you know what, fear, anger, really appreciate your input, you know. You're doing your job, you know, fear. You're doing your fear job. We know that's your thing. Anger, we got you, and we don't need to go there. So fear, we're changing your job description. You are now going to be... um, You're going to be conservative, thoughtful consideration. You are going to be um, justified skepticism. You're going to be concerned. And by changing your job description, now you become a more productive part of our team because when something comes up, Instead of going, oh, my God, we're doomed. Oh, my God, run. You're now saying, you know, we might want to take a look at this. Um, I'm not sure if this is really the best option for us. Uh, Can we take another look at this? And that turns fear into a very productive member of your council. And anger, we're changing your job description too. 
No, you're not. Yes, we are, and it's okay. Uh, Instead of anger, you're going to be justice. You're going to be conscience. You're going to be, wow, there's something going on, and it's not okay. And it's not okay that we have homeless, and it's not okay that kids are going without dinners, and this really irritates me. And so, therefore, we are going to step up and we're going to do something about it. Anger becomes commitment. Anger becomes the warrior defends. Anger becomes the one who makes sure that the kids are okay. That if there's a child or, you know, who's, who's looking lost that goes over, hey, are you okay? You know, you, you need something? Let's, let's get you taken care of. Anger says, you know what? I am not going to sit idly by while politicians and other people make choices for me. I'm going to become active. I'm going to protest if I need to. I'm going to, you know, to march with people who are also there for social justice and to be able to move us forward, to be the people we can be. And we're not going to deal with those, you know, silly people who are making choices that are hurtful to society. And I am not going to rest until everybody's taken care of. I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to deal with that. We ain't going down like that. And we're going to protect. And we're going to take care of. And we're not letting anybody mess with us either. We are going to protect ourselves. We don't have to be, you know, we're not going to go make trouble. But I tell you what, if they want to bring it to my door, they're going to have something to tangle with. See, anger can become defense. Anger can become the warrior. Anger can become the protector. And that's cool. That is an excellent job description. And if we can be able to allow ourselves to rewrite the story that we're putting around the change, then we can get to some of the really, really coolest stuff that's out there. We can be able to move ourselves up to another level. So don't be afraid of change because you've got all the tools to manage it. And if you don't feel you do, then you can ask somebody. Look at the people you admire and say, wow, you know, how would they handle it? And in fact, there was a saying that don't try to be like the people you admire, be like the people that they admire. So you can do this. There's no change that's bigger than you. And speaking of change, next week, as I said, in two weeks, will be the five-year anniversary of Healing House Radio with Dr. Eileen. Next week will be the last episode. And this is a change that I've been considering for a while. Now, something new. Every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. And while it's the end of one thing, it's the beginning of something tremendously exciting. It is going to be a transformation to the world of video. I will be live streaming August 25th, starting my new program, which will also have modules that you can actually log in and access as lessons. And it's going to be called Medicine Walk. 
It's going to be about forward motion. It's going to be about finding that which helps us come into balance, which is medicine, comes into us and helps us to heal. And this is a medicine walk. And it's not just for people who can walk. You can take a medicine walk in your mind. It's a walk of the spirit. And we're starting this new walk, August 25th, at 2 p.m. every Thursday. The first one will be live streamed. Next week, for our final show, we'll be talking about the Medicine Walk and letting you know how you can be able to tap in and become a part of it. We're going to build a community. And a trailer is going to be released. So um, we will be posting where we can find find out about it. If you are on Facebook, you can friend me, and I will be able to get you the information. And you can uh, search Healing House, Dryleen Augustine, and you can log in, uh, join, and like the page, and you'll be able to get all the information. But we'll be talking about it next week. So thank you, everyone. Thank you for an amazing ride, an amazing adventure, and I invite you to join me on my next one because it's going to be amazing. And you'll actually get to see what I look like. So until then, this is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. I wish you balance, blessings, and an amazing life because you deserve it. Take care, everyone.